0: greetings everyone welcome to bible college curriculum for february 19 20 and 21st let's go ahead and pray heavenly father lord we ask you for your presence lord god lord for your words to come upon us lord we put the word of god first in our hearts and our minds and in our souls lord there's so much for us to do but we anchor ourselves lord and we acknowledge you in our our ways that you may establish our thoughts. We acknowledge you, Lord. Lord, we ask you to be here in the midst of us, Lord, as it is called today, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ from Nazareth. Amen and amen. <clears throat> Today's teaching by Kenny Copeland, Put the Word First. Proverbs 4, 5, and 6 says, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Proverbs 4, 5, and 6. Recently, God has been raising up growing numbers of people who are hungry. Hungry to know their Lord in a deeper way. Hungry to serve Him. In pulpits, on mission fields, in homes, in computers, in office buildings, and anywhere else. In the car. He might choose to send them. They are people who simply aren't content to find the path of least resistance and coast their way into heaven. No, they're determined to run the race, to run, as the Apostle Paul says, to obtain the prize. Spiritually speaking, they are on the road to excellence. Are you among them? If so, I want to share four simple words that... I believe will enable you to run the race like a winner. Put the word first. Put the word first. Whether your goal is to be an excellent evangelist or a first-rate engineer in the service of the Lord, it is the wisdom that comes from the Word of God that will get you there. Jesus said it this way, Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you matthew 6:33. so commit yourself right now to do whatever it takes to totally saturate yourself with the word of god use every available moment to read study listen to and meditate on it i know it won't be easy but if you made a definite decision to amount to something in the ministry of jesus christ And you are determined to take the Great Commission seriously, then be diligent. Be diligent. Put the word first, and there will surely be glorious victories ahead. Reading for today is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 through 18. My children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment, for I am giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions, for I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me take my words to heart, follow my commands, and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment, don't forget my words. Or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom. For she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do. Develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom. She will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long good life, a good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight path. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions, don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. Don't do as the wicked do, and don't follow the path of evildoers. Don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving, for evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They can't rest until they cause someone to stumble. They eat the food of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. Amen and amen. Let us recap for a little bit. You know, memorizing the word of God, it should come up to us and protect us. In other words, the spirit of God has to be set on fire to keep us aware of the evil one. And how do we set it on fire? Well, for me, I'll get on on my knees and i'll pray three consecutive our fathers like the world depended on me doing that properly like accessing the god for life and death for others and i act like that and pray with it try to pray and release faith as i'm doing it and then i pray other prayers throughout the day um, that that may work for you but remember the dangerous people places and things that people that are drinking, people that are not seeking God as you are, and you have a love for them because they're your friends, but they they are dangerous because the fact is if they have anger, if they have bad habits, any kind of those spirits will contaminate you. You're going to try to help them, but they usually end up pulling you down. They'll say things like, buy a case, just buy a case. It's going to be like it's going to make everything better because they're not working. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, growth it requires new friends. If a person is angry, for instance, or has rage, and you're gonna, we're going to pick up that anger and the rage. The Bible says not to get um, friends with them because we will get contaminated with them. In other words, stay away from dangerous women, dangerous men that don't, don't honor God. Do not fear for their recovery or for their sins protect yourself by staying away and I'd like to ask you to be good i like to ask you to make a choice to be a good person can you do that raise your right hand and say I hereby choose to be good I hereby choose to be good and let go and let God amen let go and let God by thanking him for any problems that are chewing on your on your life are yeah, eating you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We need that fuel to get power out of it so we can go forward. We propel it forward with the wisdom of God. Amen and amen. All right. Let's go to our next reading, please. That would be the 20th of February. Hallelujah. Yes, we're getting excited about the word of God. Amen. Put it first in our days. Joy. A very real force. <clears throat> the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8.10 say, say with me, say, The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. One more time, say, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Thank you. Thank you. Joy is not a warm, happy feeling you're supposed to have now and then. When things are going well, it's much more than that. Joy is one of the most powerful spiritual forces in the world. Let's look at Nehemiah 8.10, and I'll show you why. I'll show you why the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you were to diagram that scripture and remove the phrase of the Lord, you would find that it's truly saying is this, joy is strength. The two are interchangeable. That's what makes joy so crucial. You can't live a life of faith without being strong in the Lord. And when God wants to make you strong, joy is what he uses to do the job. Incredible, huh? Who would have thought of? Joy is not just a state of mind. It is not a fleeting emotion. Joy is a very real force. And the devil doesn't have anything that can stand up against it. Just as fear has to yield to faith, discouragement has to yield to joy. Since joy is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you already have it residing with you. But you must develop it. You hear me? You must bring it out, develop it. It's a skill. I can confess it and live by it. Act like it if you want to enjoy His power. Whatever circumstances you are facing today, you, <clears throat> you can be full of joy. You can be strong in the Lord. You can draw on the supply of the Holy Spirit within you and come out on top. Rejoice <clears throat> That's one of the reasons why thanking God for a situation gives you humor. Humor is, is God's answer with a, with a twist of happiness, of joy in it. The wisdom and the joy of thanking and Oh, well, I'm going to thank God anyway. I got a flat tire. Oh, well, I'm going to thank God anyway. I don't put the spin on it. Well, something good is going to come out of this because I block what God wants me to do. You know, try not to figure what God's next move is going to be. Just let us relax and let the Holy Spirit take us in the wind where he wants to take us. You know, instead of putting a direct hit on it, it's just to let go and let God. I thank you, God, for this flat tire. Woo-hoo, I rejoice and I thank you for it. And try to stop there. Don't put a spin on it. Let God be God. Just inspire you. Take a deep breath and let's see. Well, let's see what our, my next step is. It might not be the flat tire. It might be that you forgot to call your attorney for something. Or give somebody some information. Whatever it is, start jotting everything down. Take advantage of the circumstance, thanking God for it, and let us tap into joy. And now we're going to read Psalms 18 through 28 and 50. The Holy Spirit is telling me that joy is a higher frequency. And the way you get a higher frequency is by acting and singing and praising the Lord. By gratitude, we choose to be grateful. We choose that we got a good night's sleep and to acknowledge all kinds of situations around us as a gratitude. And we move over into joy by gratitude. A grateful person is, is in love and sings. And the, the high singing tones of the voice is what gives us contact with God. Amen the higher frequencies of the the voice of joy gives us easy access to God and to more joy. Here we go. Psalms 18, verses 28 to 50. You light a lamp for me. The Lord my God lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock. God arms me with strength and he makes my way perfect. He makes me as a sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arms to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. I struck them down so they could not get up. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hate me. They called for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I ground them as fine as dust in the wind. I swept them into the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You appointed me ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. Foreign nations cringe before me. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. May the God of my salvation be exalted. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He seduced the nations under me and rescues me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O oh Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. Amen and amen. You know, we cannot fight our, our battles without our dependencies alone. Although at times we may feel that our efforts are overcoming the things that cripple and destroy us, we soon realize that it is God who gives us the strength to fight those battles. One of the ways to tap into the strength is to thank Him for the battle. Thank Him for the, for the battle. And God says, uh, the battle is mine. Once we bring God into our battles, we begin to experience victory in the place where we were defeated in the past. God alone can guarantee a permanent victory. The successes that God gives us can be a strong encouragement to others. In the process of recovery or goal setting, accomplishment, doing something to, to strengthen ourselves so we can be a better service, we have called upon others t- to share our victory with us. As we do, we will also be carrying the message of His saving power and love to those who are listening and watching. This may, th- all be, this may be all it takes to give people the courage to go on. They will see God's transforming power in our lives and begin to hope that God can do the same for them. Because of who God is and what he does for us. We should constantly give him thanks and praise for the way he helps us. Amen. Constantly thank him and praise him for the problems that are in our face. So we can turn them over with a laughter and a joy because we have that love that won't go away. The love of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Moving on to our next reading. The 21st of February, by Gloria, it says, Behold the Lord, Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but you be transformed. I love that word, transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 2. Inside, guess what? You're perfect. Born again in the image of Jesus himself. But outwardly, do you find yourself failing? Frustratingly short of that perfection? Is there a solution? Yes. The secret lies in the renewing of your mind. Considering God's word. Meditating on God's word. Allowing God's word to to bring you joy. Leaning on God's word. Loving scriptures. Let the love of the scripture come into your heart. For instance, uh, uh, Romans 8.28 that says, All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. We love God because we can't stop seeking Him. That's an indicator that we're in love with God. Our love compels us to keep looking for Him. Amen. Okay. Back to Gloria. She says, "Yes, the secret lies in the renewing of your mind." Romans 12:2 tells us that. If you'll renew your mind, you can actually be transformed, transformer. The word transform is translated from the Greek word from which we get the term metamorphosis. Is used in scripture in two other places. One of those places is when Jesus was transfigured on the mountain as he spoke with Moses and Elijah. The other is found in 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, But we all, with open face, beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen and amen. Change, transform, transfigured. Say that with me. Say, I am changed. I am transformed. I am transfigured by the glory of the Lord. Amen. Those are powerful, exciting words, and they describe what will happen to you as you spend time beholding the Lord in the Word and in prayer. Meditation. As you spend time renewing your mind Your outer being will be transformed in much the same way as a caterpillar is changed into a butterfly. Instead of conforming to the image of the world, you'll begin to conform to the image of the reborn spirit within you, which is created in righteousness and true holiness. Take time to get away from the world and study God's word. Meditate on it and let it change you from the inside out. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind and release the beautiful spiritual butterfly that's living in you. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Second Corinthians chapter three. Let's run over there, please, Second Corinthians chapter three. Verses six through eighteen. Six through eighteen. Here we go. Says, he has enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. The Lord has enabled us. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. The old way with laws etched in stones lead to death, though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way, now that the Holy Spirit is given us? If the old way which brings condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with God? In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so that the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away, but... The people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glory. Amen and amen. Glory to God. The glory of God is seen in the new covenant as well in the old, but rather than being reflected on the outside, as with Moses' face, the glory of the new covenant involves a transformation from us in the inside out. From the inside out, this glory shines through the lives of all who trust Jesus Christ and pursue true metamorphosis in the power of the Holy Spirit. The further we progress in our relationship with God, the more visible God's glory becomes in our lives. Amen and amen. Paul's constant contrast between the old covenant, the law of Moses, and the new covenant, salvation through Jesus Christ, is applicable to our getting better in all types of situations overeating, over talking, overspending money, laziness recovery process, uh, alcohol. The glory of the Lord as well as the glory of God shining on Moses' faith faded, implying that the law was not a long-term solution to the sin problem. Likewise, the many humanistic recovery programs and other means for dealing with pain and dependencies that leave out God, they may seem glorious effective in the short run, but success through them rapidly fades. The new life that God offers through an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ is the only means to permanent recovery. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. The glory of God is seen in the new coming as well as the old, but rather than being reflected on the outside, we read that. The further we progress in our relationship with God, the more visible God's glory becomes in our lives. And that is joy. I'm reading to you from the Recovery Bible. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for coming on here today. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make His face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up His counts and give you peace, and transform you in every which way to the glory and the honor of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.